Hello everyone and welcome to Whole the Podcast, a space where we heal ourselves with love and empathy. I'm Cassie, your host of this podcast. I am a social worker, a sister, daughter, friend, partner, dog mom, and hopefully a person you can lean on when you want to tune into a space where you can be heard and validated. Welcome to episode two. I am so excited. Before I get into today's episode, I really just want to give thanks to everybody who's already shown so much love and support for this podcast. I'm so grateful and I can't wait to just continue to create this space for us to talk more about mental health issues. So today's episode is for anybody who's ever felt stressed, ever been anxious, ever had a hard time calming down some of the nerves or worries that we have. And if that speaks to you, then this is exactly the episode you should be tuning into. I will be talking about anxiety, how it manifests, and also giving you one of the tips that I do myself when I feel that I'm getting anxious, but also something that I teach my clients to do themselves to help them ease their anxiety as well. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So before I get into introducing you to this trick, I just want to talk about what anxiety is. And anxiety is normal. It is something that we all have experienced at some point in our lives. It may have been from a big presentation that we're going to give at work. It may be that we're planning our first Christmas or holidays with the in-laws. It may be the anxiety of starting a new job. All of us have experienced this anxiety or this worry, this stress that has come in and out of our lives and it's normal. It is a normal reaction to what the body might perceive as something threatening. And anxiety can manifest in mental ways and it can manifest physically. A lot of the times we attribute this anxiety to just the mental reactions um, that we are that we get but a lot of the times if you start focusing on the physical reactions that you get from an anxiety inducing situation then you can start to utilize certain tools and target it sooner so that the anxiety doesn't build up into this big ball that seems overwhelming, seems like something that you just can't handle anymore. I think we also attribute stress and anxiety in a negative way or a negative connotation, right? That if this thing, this situation is giving us an anxiety or is giving us stress, then that must automatically mean that it's bad for us. However, I don't think that's really the case. I think it's definitely the perception of how you look at a certain situation. And based on how we view this event or this situation, we can either use the anxiety and the stress as a way that pushes us to grow 
Or we can use that same event as a way that holds us back and hinders us from reaching the best capacity that we can. So for example, I recently ran the marathon last December. It was the first time I've ever ran a marathon, first time I ever really did any race. And I could have used the unknown of that situation. I could have used the stress and the anxiety of doing a marathon as a way that hinders me, as a way that limits me. I could have looked at that situation and said, you know, well, I'm not a really good runner and I've never done a race before. And so who am I to think that I can complete something as big as 26.2 miles? However, I use that and it was still stressful. It was still very anxiety inducing, but I use it as a way to push me, to push me to reach that goal that I wanted to achieve. So looking at the marathon and recognizing that it is still anxiety inducing, that it is something that does make me very nervous, uh, but using it as a way and a tool and using that event as a tool to push me to accomplish and to push me to break out of, you know, the rut of staying comfortable. And so I think a lot of the times we look at anxiety and we look at these events or these stressful events as something that because it's creating you know, this worry in our body or because it is something that is so uncomfortable, then perhaps this is something that maybe we shouldn't do. You look at maybe all the times that you've wanted to maybe interview for a certain job or even apply for a certain job, but then you get to the phase of, oh, well, it's going to be really it's going to be really stressful. I'm going to be really anxious interviewing with these people. And so you think of these reasons of why maybe you shouldn't, right? And so I think that sometimes we allow the mental symptoms and that, again, those limiting beliefs in our head to stop us from pushing past this barrier, from really just allowing ourselves to recognize that just because you're feeling anxious about an event or just because you're feeling stressful or nervous about an event, it doesn't mean that it should be something that holds you back, right? Sometimes all we need are tools in order for us to reset our brain, in order for us to recognize that perhaps what this event is doing, it is helping to push us to becoming our best self. It's helping to push us to reach this threshold that we didn't even realize or recognize that we had it in ourselves. Physically, anxiety can manifest in ways that we might not even really realize that that is a characteristic of anxiety. It might be our palms or we're starting to perspire a little more. It might be that we are having a harder time slowing down or catching our breath. It might be that our words are starting to be all jumbled because we're talking a lot faster or that it's really hard for us to concentrate. 
we don't really recognize these symptoms to be related to anxiety. A lot of the times we we are attributing the mental effects that anxiety has. And so it's a lot harder for us to stop the anxiety because mentally it's it's already happening. We're already having those those thought distortions in our head. So if we're able to recognize these physical manifestations a little sooner because they do present usually sooner than some of the mental characteristics, I think it will be easier for us to recognize events that are leading us to have more of an increase of anxiety or stress. And then by us recognizing these symptoms earlier, we're able to utilize certain tools so that we can break the cycle so that we can lessen the anxiety that we're feeling so if we're able to recognize these symptoms of anxiety sooner then the sooner we're able to decrease the anxiety that we're feeling the sooner we're able to refocus ourselves if however we don't start to recognize these symptoms and we don't look at the certain tools that we can use to help with anxiety, then that's when our anxiety grows. So anxiety grows by avoiding the situation. So the situation could be this presentation at work and you know that you have the deadline of February 1st. And you keep putting it off and putting it off, right? Maybe it was something that your boss gave you at the first week of January and said, hey, Cassie, this is a really big presentation that you're going to present to the entire company. um, And I need it to be done on February 1st. And because you realize how important this presentation is, how much this presentation, if you do well, could create more avenues or create more paths for your growth and career, then that in itself is anxiety inducing because you know there's more pressure on you now. Again, you get this notice from your boss February or January, the first week of January, and you put it off week after week because you're waiting to perfect it. Um, And by you doing that, by you avoiding the situation, you're just creating this temporary relief, right? So maybe week two goes by and you avoided doing any prep work for this presentation. And sure, week two, because it's still two weeks away, it's not really something that is as high stress or high anxiety because you know you still have some time. So by you putting it off, sure, you've avoided some anxiety. You've you've allowed yourself to feel this temporary relief, right? But then week three comes and you notice, okay, it's a little closer now to February 1st to me giving this big presentation for work. And what happens? The anxiety grows. 
right? And it just grows and grows until, you know, you look at it the day before and you really, you're realizing, oh my gosh, I only have one day to prepare for this presentation. And now you're super stressed, you're super anxious because that notion of you putting it off or avoiding it, it only helped you temporarily, right? It didn't allow you to just just face the situation head on and to deal with it right then and there. So now, of course, you're going to feel even more nerves. You're going to feel even more anxious to present because to be quite honest, you're not as prepared. If you can kind of recognize these symptoms that start and that manifest sooner, then you can, again, utilize tools to help you to decrease some of the nerves and some of the anxiety that you might be feeling towards the event that might be happening. One tool that you can put into your toolbox to try to help you with your anxiety or your worries the next time you start to feel it is something that is called the 54321 method. And this is something that I really love to have in my own toolbox and also something that I love to teach my clients because it is so easy and it is something that you can use any time of the day. It is something that is easy to remember. It is something that requires no money, right? It is it is a very easy tool to use. And if you can just remember five, four, three, two, one, you'll be set. This is something that you can keep in your toolbox and, and try and see if it works for you. So what is the five, four, three, two, one method? You might want to get out a pen and paper or write it in your notes. Maybe come back to this part of the episode so that you can write it down. Um, but the 54321 method, it is utilizing your senses. So, five, you're naming five things that you can see around you, four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear. Two things that you could smell. And one thing that you can taste. So I'm going to do it with you. Uh, You can, I encourage you to do it along with me as well. So where you are, name five things that you can see. Four things that I can touch. Three things that I hear. Two things that I can smell. And then one thing that I can taste. So that is how you would do the 54321 method. If you can remember your senses and if you can remember 54321, then this is a really easy tool for you to utilize. It's something, again, that you can do wherever you are. Whether you're sitting in traffic, whether you're sitting waiting for an interview, whether you're walking 
in the grocery store. It is really somewhere, something that you can do anywhere. And that's what I love about it, is that it doesn't require you to sit in this, you know, really quiet space. Although it might help, it doesn't, that's not a requirement. And the benefit of the 54321 method is it helps to kind of stop all of these thoughts, all of the anxiousness that you're feeling and focus on what is the present. What is it that I'm asking of myself right now? I'm asking of myself to name five things that I see in front of me. And by doing that, it allows very little room for you to be having this chatter in your head. And that's really what these tools are for. Um, it's, It's ways for you to reset your brain. It's ways for you to, again, regain focus on the present situation. And it, it's helpful because it acts as a, a very brief distraction technique. So you're putting attention into, again, what you're asking. You're asking yourself five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And it is by doing that and by you having to think about what is it that I can see, feel, touch, hear, taste smell then it really allows you very little time during you doing this practice to continue to get these streams of thoughts in your head of these limiting beliefs in your head and it helps to decrease that anxiety that you're feeling and another reason why i really love using this 54321 technique and teaching it is because it helps us again to gain focus on the present. A lot of the times your anxiety is you living in the past or you living in the future. And it doesn't allow you time to really be focused on the present. It doesn't allow you time to enjoy what is happening in the now. And by creating and introducing these techniques and these tools that help you regain focus on the present, it lowers that anxiety and it helps you really to look around and and enjoy what you're doing in this current moment. The more we can recognize and the more that we can utilize these tools and just continue to build these tools into our toolkit, of what we're going to use and and utilize for ourselves, it helps us to recognize even more some of the situations, some of the people maybe, some of the events that are causing us this anxiety, this stress, or this worry. And the sooner, again, that you can start to recognize these situations, the easier it is for you to look into your toolkit, grab out something that you that you need to do to kind of decrease that anxiety to help you to get to a more level head. It helps you to combat these anxious thoughts quicker and by you recognizing even the physical manifestation sooner, it helps you recognize, oh, it gives off maybe this alert in your head that 
hey, you might be approaching a anxious situation and maybe you should do this 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 method. So that is it for today's episode. Today's reflection, I will give you more of a fill in the blank. I feel anxious when blank and insert what you feel anxious about. And when this happens, instead, I will use the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 technique. So I encourage you to think about it. Think about one, two, three, maybe things that you feel anxious about that maybe occur throughout the week for you. And instead of sitting with those thoughts, sitting with those um, symptoms, I encourage you to try the 54321 technique. And hopefully it helps to bring you back to the present and it helps to ease your anxiety as it does mine. Thank you for choosing to listen to Whole the Podcast. And if anything in my episodes resonates with you, please like, share, subscribe, and do all the things that help to bring my message to becoming our whole self out to our community.